Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost. I am your host SNS. And I'm Stephen. And today we have a short story, a long story, and then an itty bitty story. Stephen, time slips. Have you ever heard of them? No, I have not. Just a blanket, no. No, you've cut out my jokes already. <laughs> I did not cut out your you jokes. Did. My jokes were not funny. They no, were referred no, to as they dad are jokes. funny. They are funny, but just dad jokes don't appeal to everyone who doesn't have a, a husband or. Oh, okay. We're going to go there. Okay. So today's episode is about time slips. So my sources for today were skeptoid.com and anomalian.com. I could have pronounced those wrong, but I will put the links in the description. Uh, so we'll crack on with the stories for today. Is that okay? Groovy. You, you ready to take your notes? Yeah, I wasn't prepared for a question, but I'm okay. <laughs> Carry on. In 1901, friends Anne Morbelly and Eleanor Jourdain were holidaying in France. Both ladies were teachers at St. Hugh's College in Oxford. Morbelly at the time was the principal and Jourdain would later become her successor. The two set out guidebook in hand to see the beautiful palace of Versailles. Until the French Revolution in 1789, Versailles was the centre of political power in France. They were keen to visit the Petit Thérion, a small chateau on the grounds given by Louis XVI to his 19-year-old wife, Marie Antoinette, as a private retreat for her personal use. Morbelly and Jourdain got a bit lost trying to locate the chateau. While searching, they encountered several people in what appeared to be 1789 period attire, carrying out activities from the same timeline and past a handful of structures that had not existed since 1789. Somehow they found themselves having travelled 112 years into the past. Following the realisation, they also had an encounter with Marie Antoinette herself, sketching on the grounds of her chateau. The ladies were snatched from their wonderful experience when they were summoned by a modern tour guide, Morbelly and Jourdain suddenly found themselves once again back in 1901. Within months, they had published their account in a book called An Adventure. As both were respected academics and did not want any publicity, they published the book under pseudonyms. Their experience became known as the Versailles Timeslip, the Ghosts of Tyrion, or the Morbelly-Jourdain Incident. It has intrigued researchers, historians, and paranormal enthusiasts ever since. In 1876, 31-year-old Rudolf Fentz went for an evening stroll in New York. His family thought nothing of it, as it was a daily routine for Mr. Fentz. But as time passed, they became worried because he had been gone for too long. What happened to him remained a mystery until 1950, when Rudolph's long walk came to a swift and violent end. Just like today, Times Square was a busy place in mid-June 1951. It was about 11.15 p.m. and passers-by in New York City's Times Square noticed a man in his 20s dressed in late 19th century attire. No one observed where he had come from, just that he was there, standing in the middle of an intersection. He was said to have a look of disbelief or bewilderment. And before anyone could offer any help to the confused gentleman, he was struck by a taxi and fatally injured. The officials at the morgue searched his body and found the following items in his pocket. A copper token for a beer worth five cents, bearing the name of a saloon, which was unknown even to the older residents in the area. A bill for the care of a horse and washing of a carriage drawn by a livery stable on Lexington Avenue that was not listed in any address book. About $70 in old banknotes. Business cards with the name Rudolph Fence and an address on Fifth Avenue. And a letter sent to this address in June 1876 from Philadelphia. 
none of these items showed any sign of aging. Captain Hubert V. Rim of the Missing Persons Department of NYPD tried using the information to identify the man. He found that the address on Fifth Avenue was part of a business the current owner did not know of a Rudolph Fence. Fence's name was not listed in an address book, his fingerprints were not on record anywhere, and no one had reported him missing. Rim continued the investigation and finally found a Rudolph Fence Jr. in the phone book from 1939. Rim spoke to the residents of the apartment building at the listed address who remembered Fence and described him as a man about 60 years old who had worked nearby. After his retirement, he moved to an unknown location in 1940. Rim was told the Fence died five years before. His widow was still alive but lived in Florida. Rim contacted her and learned that her husband's father, Rudolf Fence, had disappeared in 1876. He had left the house for an evening walk and never returned. All efforts to locate him were in vain and no trace remained. Captain Rim checked the missing persons file on Rudolf Fence in 1876. The description of his appearance, age and clothing corresponded precisely with the appearance of the unidentified dead man from Times Square. The case was still marked unsolved. Fearing he would be held mentally incompetent, Rim never noted the results of his investigation in the official files. For years, the story has done the rounds in the paranormal community. It was accepted as a true story and a mystery, which to many was evident that time travellers do exist. In 2005, the story caught the attention of urban legend expert Chris Auerbach, who decided to investigate. The case was reportedly published in the May-June 1972 edition of the Journal of Borderland Research, a society that investigated paranormal phenomenon and UFO sightings. Auerbach's research eventually led them to a fictional story called I'm Scared, written by Jack Feeney, the science fiction author. I'm Scared was originally published in September 1951, it was a story about an anonymous individual detailing his encounters with people who had time travel experiences in New York. One of the interviewees was Captain Hubert B. Rim, who told them about the Rudolph Fence case. The Journal of Borderland Research took the fictional account and turned it into fact, sparking a popular mystery that was used to prove the existence of time travel. Not everyone accepts that Feeney's account is the true origin of Rudolph Fence legend. In 2007, a researcher working for the German record Berlin News Archive discovered something that cast doubt on the official explanation. This anonymous person found a newspaper article from 1951 among the files. The article mentioned Rudolf Fence, his death in Times Square, and his mysterious link to the person who disappeared in 1876. The most surprising thing is that this article was published five months before Jack Feeney's I'm Scared. Some online viewers claim that the 1860 painting by Austrian artist Ferdinand George Waldmuller, titled The Expected One, allegedly depicted a woman holding and staring down at an iPhone while strolling along a path in a countryside. However, art experts debunked these claims and stated that the alleged iPhone in the painting was a prayer book. So the last story is just to specifically state not all of these accounts are true. There is one, uh, I think I showed you the hip time traveller. Did you? Yeah, the guy who's holding the camera, it's at one of the bridge reopenings. Okay. And he's dressed in like what looks like a cardigan and a t-shirt where everyone else is in like suit and hats. Mm -hmm. When you zoom in, you can see his camera is very dated. 
his top actually looks like you know the fraternity jumpers like it looks like a college t-shirt and then his glasses are actually from that era then I looked more into it and I was like oh it's not real so sometimes finding out that they're not real I suppose the mystery is nice never meet your heroes never solve your mysteries exactly Exactly. What did you think of them? Well, uh, given the last sentence I just said, I never solved my mysteries. I have no further comments. <laughs> so the skeptic in me would like to break this down. Okay, go. They're Versailles teachers. Did I, is that who they were? Oh, they went to the Palace of Versailles. They went to yes. They were so, from Oxford. Okay, and they went to Marie Antoinette's gaff. Marie Antoinette. That's what I said. Marie Antoinette's gaff. So they went there. Yeah. And they were having a tour, and then they were originally in 1901. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're in 1786. 89. 1789. Yep. Yeah. Just re my notes there. <laughs> and two school teachers having a stroll around. Yeah. They're on drugs. I, I, I love that you went straight for the drugs, but I actually thought that maybe there might have been some, you know, the way sometimes they have war reenactments. Yeah. I thought maybe because it was not lived in by obviously Marie so Antoinette. Remember, I thought that, that, was, maybe... that was going on. That's really good. So there was a war enactment happening. No, okay. not a war enactment, or but something similar. A, a Marie Antoinette enactment happening. <laughs> yeah. a, a period drama yeah. thing was happening. Yeah. Uh, like the good school teachers that they were before they went out on a trip. They were free drinking. Yes. Uh, probably, uh, what's that? Uh, oh, absent. Absent. They yeah. were probably doing a bit of absent. And then they strolled across and then they realised, they just walked into this period drama. I didn't realise the signs in the gates, walked in and go, oh my God, we're in 1789. Yep. And then they're strolling around thinking, this is a grand old time. Gee, Jeannie, Jeannie Mac, Gee Wheelikers. <laughs> and then when they finished the tour that they were giving themselves and they walked out, they walked out the, the gate and they were back in 1901, but they just walked back out of the, the period drama. Yeah, you could look at it that way. Stoned out of the biscuit. And th- they have it, Holmes. Holmes? Holmes, Detective Holmes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. No. But see, how do you explain then that the tour guide pulled them out of whatever reality, like the time slip that they had managed to fall into? Because they were still standing in the same spot and they watched someone who looked very like Marie Antoinette sitting in her garden sketching as she was known to do. So they were prepping for this event yeah. today, the days and the weeks before and they were reading all the books about Marie Antoinette and they were discussing all the things and what, wouldn't it be cool if we were able to see what she was like and I think she would look like this and I think she would do this and I think she would act like this then they had the absence <laughs> and a hit just as they walked in and then they had all these vivid dreams about the stuff they were talking about because yeah. they were looking forward to weeks and then Johnny Party Pooper the tour guide pulls them back to reality okay come on now girls wake up okay I didn't mention it in the story but there was about 30 years between these two women one of them led the other yeah and they both had a grand old time. Yeah. Okay. They could have been lovers. Well, they I could didn't have want to just assume the that there were two. No, two but they could have been. They could have been. Oh, who's your one from? Maybe that. Maybe that's American it. Horror Story. I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, really attractive lady. She's been in pretty much most of them. I think she was the psychic in the first one. Yeah. Uh, she was a lesbian in the second one. So obviously, in the she school was... teacher one. She was. She her partner was a school teacher. Yeah, but herself and her partner. There's like there's at least thirty. 30 years I think between the two of them so it wouldn't be completely unheard of for a younger woman and an older woman to have a relationship but back in 1901 that just did not happen so I reckon if it weren't true which I think it was because I do believe in time slips you know this I believe in residual energy and I would never be the type of person to say no you didn't see what you think you saw if you saw you saw it 
you went with drugs and alcohol. I assumed if they went missing from their tour and the best explanation they could come up with wasn't there was a long line at the bathroom and they just went with the time slip story because they were having a canoodle in Palestine. Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Yeah. Putting a mark on history. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Okay. Well, look, hey, you've lost the tears here. (laughs) My second one, only for the man died. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a college prank. Some historian college student. The Rudolph story. The Rudolph, yeah. Right. And I, when you said Rudolph, I initially went into Christmas. Songs, of course you did. But I, I initially thought that it was a couple of college historians or a couple of college history students that went, let's dig up the past here, get as much information as we can, dress this fella just like we were and send him into Times Square. But it's Times Square. You would assume that there would be people. Like, I mean, you see buskers, you see the silver robot men, you see the guy with the America underpants and just a guitar and a cowboy hat. Like, you see crazy things in, in Times Square all the time. But I think that more now and say since the 70s or 80s mm. but i wouldn't have i wouldn't have assumed so unless somebody was going to the theater i mean there are people that get all dolled up was he in a suit uh, i think it suit? was like top and tails oh, right. so he was very very fancy but that would have been what you would have that worn. wouldn't have stood out as much no because i pictured him as like i don't know he'd just come off the ranch from the ranch the, in Times Square. The eighteen seventies, some some ranch. He he got a lift back from with Marty McFly kind of clothing. Like. <laughs> no, as far as I know, he was minimum smoking jacket, okay. um, but he had a top hat. I mean, his his mustache. I'll show you pictures of him later, and I'll put them up on the Instagram. His facial hair wasn't of the time. It it was more eighteen hundreds. It it looked like it was kept with a, a fairly old style brush. Yeah, but you know the way there was that period in time where growing a beard didn't actually require any any upkeep whereas nowadays when men are growing beards they you know get the oils and the combs and they really keep them up there was a time slot somewhere Very in the gentle. 90s where people just didn't um totally, very well kept yeah um the iphone painting kind of made me laugh though. that that one i broke that that's just guy some guy saying this artist you can't even draw a prayer book it's something else <laughs> do you know what it is it's because it's white I've only ever had one iPhone, maybe two iPhones, and both of them have been white. So the iPhone iconic colour is white. Well, I've never sent a text on a prayer book, so. <laughs> no, but it's it, like the like when you look at the, the spine of a book, it's the cover. But when you look at all the rest of it, it's the white pages. Mm. So she's just holding this thing. I'll show you the, again. I'll, I'll put the pictures up on Instagram. She's walking through like there's a berry bush or something to her left and another to her right. And there's this guy hiding behind it with a flower to surprise her. Like, I think he's her boyfriend or something or whatever. I'm sure it's completely innocent. It's some stalker in a bush. It does and look we're talking a little, about yeah, what it, it is. Does. like a book or a phone. But she's walking through this gap between the two bushes and she's just holding her prayer book. And I'm looking at this picture going, he's going to surprise her. And she's like, uh, excuse me, I'm reading Jerry. I'm with the Lord now. I, yeah, you need to wait your turn. But it's just funny how you can look at the picture and immediately jump to conclusions. And I'm like, I wouldn't have thought iPhone unless somebody specifically said, oh, it looks like an iPhone. The power of suggestion is mm. unbelievable. It's like uh, sports games, the crowd. You can, if the crowd is all yelling and you listen, you can, like, well, I know you, it'll work when you're watching it on the telly. Yeah. And you can hear whatever club, regardless, you just hear whatever you want to hear. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can hear Chelsea or you can hear Man United. Yeah. In the, Do you mean like when they're singing their, their team songs? Yes. I must look out for that for next. I would say I don't really pay attention when we're watching sports. <laughs> right. So that's our stories for today. I think we'll wrap it up there. Do you have any questions for me? No, I do not. You don't? No. Are you sure? No. <laughs> okay. 
So um, I will be sure to put the photos up on Instagram. Do check out our Instagram page. It is What's the Story Ghost. We have updates there regularly for when we're going to upload episodes. We also have an email address, What's the Story Ghost at gmail.com. It's what's, not what is, so W-H-A-T-S. If you have any spooky encounters of your own or stories that you would like to share, by all means, pop it into us. We all good? All good. We're going we're gonna to stop it there. Bye-bye now. No other dad jokes for me, no? No. no? Into okay. the exit jingle. <laughs> Bye. Bye.